ready for something scary. Okay! You're in the right spot. The Ice Scary Podcast collects spooky, creepy news stories to discuss and give you chills. Whatever. Just so you know, hosts discuss topics they've just learned about and have no prior knowledge. Their views are just for your entertainment. Hi, this is Ann Kimbrough, and you found the iScary Podcast. Our guest host today, who I'm subjecting to many things, is Grinnell Morris. Hi! Hi, Grinnell. Now, Grinnell is an all-around content creator and an actor. So tell us what you've been working on lately. Oh, gosh. Well, I um, this past week, I uh, I just shot, as an actor, I shot a couple episodes, uh, one episode of a show called All Rise on CBS. I know it. Cool. And then uh, a new a limited series starring Chris Pratt called The Terminal List. Oh, Chris Pratt. I guess that's probably top secret. <laughs> that's right. Mum's the word. Uh, and then I've also, during quarantine, I've been creating a, a little kind of um, fun, silly web series uh, called Cat Tharsis. I've seen them. They're excellent. Therapy with your cat. <laughs> Therapy with your cat, exactly, which is what you do when you're in quarantine for a year. Oh, yeah. Well, I thank you for being our guinea pig and joining us for the very first I Scary podcast, where we subject everybody to some spooky, scary, and just plain strange news stories. Oh, I can't wait. We'll see what you think. Do you like scary things? I do. I like, I do like scary things. I like interesting, weird, scary things. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's get into our first story. I want to share a few facts with you just so we understand what we're getting into. Um, this one is called Hospital Side Hustle. We're talking the second largest hospital in Swaziland has a secret. They have a side hustle selling organs. Wow. Yep, that's right. We're talking about human body parts. So... Let's set the stage of what really is going on at this hospital. Doctor, doctor, we're losing him. He's beyond our help. We lost him. Better inform the family. He doesn't have any. Oh, well, take the body around back. Oh my gosh. These are bodies that are in the hospital morgue, I'm assuming. So they're wait. So these are these are dead dead bodies that they are they're cutting parts off of. I mean, are we talking are we talking like fingers and toes? Or are we talking like hearts and lungs and livers? Well, let's hear the full news story. Okay, take it away, Sydney. News. Hospital side hustle, NBC News. The second largest hospital in Swaziland may be dealing in black market sales of human body parts. A reverend and others have raised the allegations saying that it is an open secret that people from the hospital are selling bones, hearts, brains, and other human organs to be used in magic spells. The claims ring true as the practice is common in the area. Local healers, or witch doctors, grind up human body parts and mix them with roots, herbs, seawater, and animal parts for healing rituals. 
The benefit is called muti, a Zulu word for medicine. Body parts from live victims are thought to be more powerful, though organs taken from the dead are also used. Most Africans reject muti murder, but admit muti rituals have been a part of their culture for centuries. <laughs> wow. I know I, I, part of me says, who am I to argue with, with ancient traditions? That's um, true. <laughs> I mean, obviously, these witch doctors have some success, right? Yes, right, right. And I'm, and I'm thinking these are, these are potions that have probably been passed down for generations and generations, right? Yes. Definitely. I'd have to agree. It's tradition. But what a tradition. Although, you know, although if I were, you know, I, being a Californian, I've been known to drink some very interesting concoctions. Um, Do tell. If I knew that, well, I have a good story about that, which would, which would totally uh, feed into this. But if I knew that one of these concoctions had human body parts in it, I don't know. I, I think that would, um, I think I, I would be horrified. You might. It says they buy the bones, hearts, brains, and other organs. So it's it's the organs of of a human body they're using. Okay. Wow. So the, I mean, is that does does that mean it's cannibalism? I mean, it's medicinal. <laughs> sure. Is is that cannibalism if it's medicinal? I don't know. Ew. It's certainly not good. Oh, right. But you know. There's also this thing of how does this work? How do they get the word out that they got this side hustle going on? Where does where does that begin? You would think that the thing that drives a black market thing would be would be the econ the economics. Like it's it's very lucrative to sell these things. But then I'm thinking, do these witch doctors really have money? I mean, do they have lots of money to buy these parts? I mean, what's Yeah, how what's the cash flow in this business? Yeah, what is the cash flow or what is the or or is it, you know, just I'll put bad, you know, juju on you if you don't give us these parts. Oh, wow. That I didn't think of that. No, well, it seems like they were selling it. And and fresh body parts. It says fresh body parts are needed, so sometimes they rob graves. Okay. That's not fresh. I mean, if it's <laughs> I would assume it's, if it's been buried, it's at least a couple days old, at least. Possibly embalmed. Um, yeah. So obviously then this would be the best place to go unless you actually kill someone for their body parts. Ooh. Whoa. Um, and embalmed? Yeah. I mean, embalming, that's no. like toxic. I mean, if you're... Right. Right. So that's not going to be good, good muti. No, not good <laughs> muti. No. So um, I understand. So where would you go? So, uh, I mean, honestly, if this is your business, you do have to sort of buy it from the source, which would be a hospital morgue. Ew. ew, ew. That's just wrong. Yeah, very interesting. I, I, um, I had, so I, I have this um, Chinese medical doctor who, comp who prepares these concoctions for me, or used to, I mean, for a skin condition. And I used to drink this stuff. And one day I was making the tea and there were these giant cockroaches no. in my in the herbs, like just like the, like the carcasses of cockroaches. And I thought, oh my god, I've been drinking this infested herbal concoction. You know, you'd think you're drinking all these herbs. So I called them up and I said, I, I've got to come get a new bag of tea from you. Your whole your whole concoction is it's infested with these giant cockroaches. And the woman said to me. 
oh no, those those are exoskeletons of uh, of cicadas, and they're supposed to be in there. Oh my gosh! And I thought, wow, you might want to tell people that they're supposed to be in there before you, you know, at least give me the heads up. <laughs> So that reminds me a little bit of, 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 you know, drinking concoctions. Like, do these people know that there are human organs in their muti? Well, I, I think so. I think if you go to a witch doctor, that's kind of a given, right? I, I don't even know if you have to put a disclaimer on what you, you give them. <laughs> you just, you just give over to the, to the wizardry or the, the magic. Oh yeah. You're uh, tapping into some life force. That's what it's all about. Is muti the practice, or is it, or are you drinking mu tea? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, two to go cups, please. Of course, to be fair, there's a lot of folklore and superstition in our country. Sure. And it also plays into healing. Well, let me ask you, Anne, if you had an ailment and someone said, I guarantee you this is going to cure your ailment, but it has, you know, it has heart of human in it, would you drink the tea? Uh, would I drink it? I guess it depends how sick I was, but I probably would. I probably would. Isn't that awful? No. I mean, because if, if, if you tried everything else... <laughs> I don't, I, if somebody said to me, this, trust me, this is going to cure your ailment, I would probably drink it. I would probably drink yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I would too. Oh my gosh. So there you go. So we're there's scary. two of us so that we're, are- We're scary. Right here. That are, that are possi possibly cannibalistic. Possibly. <laughs> well, see, that's the kind of thing I, please don't put that in the ingredients that just like with your cicadas or cicadas, uh, yes. please don't put cockroach as an ingredient. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I once was having dinner at a friend's house and she cooked this amazing meal and happened to want to tell us a story that she had once been cooking and we weren't eating the same meal, thank God. But she was once cooking spaghetti and making her own sauce and she had poured in, you know, some red wine and it was already an opened red wine till she had it. So she poured in the last of it and a cockroach came out of the bottle. <laughs> Oh man! And she had already made all this stuff, so she went ahead and served it to her guests. <laughs> so that was my cockroach story. I, I stopped eating at that point and went. Oh. There you go. But you know, you've spent an hour making it or something. Do you you know dust it off and put it back yeah. in the pan and hope that it you know, <laughs> or do you serve it? That's a that's an interesting question. I guess there are levels. <laughs> right. There's right. There's levels. When it comes to cannibalism, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, under what under what conditions would it be acceptable? Just like with the cockroach in the wine, what what's acceptable with the body parts? That's right. That's right. You know, the bodies are already dead. They're you know they're gonna get buried. It's you know. But then you know, if this becomes a big business and this muti thing becomes big, then do people start killing people for their body parts? The article did you know, mention there's that. There's a shortage. The article totally went there and said that that moody killings do happen, allegedly. See, I've and I, I've heard that. I've heard that. I read. You know what? That's so. It brings up a story. Hopefully not of, on the neighborhood watch. <laughs> no, but I was reading a book uh, by Bob Goff, and I can't think of the the title of it right now. But he did talk about the practice of. But it was. They were abducting little children. Oh. So that they could yes. And and 
they, you know, and, and then he and some other people intervened in this and they, um, they, they tried to educate the, I think they first um, brought them to justice and then they tried to educate them as to why killing, the killing of young children was, was not, was not good. Yikes. Uh, that's so funny that it just sparked that story. So yes, they do. They do actually take people alive for this. Well, when things start working, I mean, if something like that really works, or at least people feel like it really works, obviously you would take it as far as, I mean, the, there's no boundaries if when you're desperate. That's true. I mean, we even said we contemplate it. Ah. Well, there's that whole head in the sand thing too, where it's like, well, I don't want to know where it comes from. Yeah. You know, just, just don't tell me where it comes from. And then I'm absolved of, of, you know, whatever, whatever evils transpired to make this. Exactly. Um, I think that, that we can bring that into our own life. I mean, it's not just witch doctors. So we do that on a daily basis, probably. Awareness. Hmm. Well, cool. Well, all right. Moving on. Let's try another. You, you handled that fairly well. Cornell. All right. All right. <laughs> I loved it. Now that people know that I would possibly drink a potion with, I don't know. Yeah. Well, to me, it boils down to how desperate are you? You know, and I think when we're desperate, we do a lot of things that we would say, no, I would never do that. You know? Exactly. Or especially for someone else, like you would do that for your wife. You would give it to your wife and not tell her, right? If it would. Sure. Yeah. Of course. So especially, yeah. 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 And then if it cured her, I mean. <laughs> then then you yeah. start selling it on the street. That's right. <laughs> then exactly. You, then it's a new franchise. All bets are off. Yeah. Okay. I feel good about moving on to our next story. It's called Elevator Endgame. Now, let's have a few facts about this one first, because uh, I want to paint the picture. This is in Boston. It's going to be an older area. I'll get a handcart. And this woman is moving into a new apartment. No, I can get this box myself. The elevator is one of those old vintage elevators, the kind that has the metal gate that you have to shut. So she's in the lobby and she's trying to fit this rather long box Come on. into the elevator. When the elevator starts moving downward. Wait, no, no, no. So she quickly tries to get the box out, and in doing that, uh, the elevator stops moving. So she has no clue what's going on. She gets into the elevator at this point and tries to pull the box into the elevator and, you know, make it all work. But once again, the elevator starts moving downward. Then the most freakish, awful thing happens, and she falls. Between the elevator and the shaft. Oh my god! I don't. I. I don't even. I. I can't even like picture how this. How this chain of events must have happened. So, all right. It's totally unbelievable that this could happen. So, how much of you says there had to be something supernatural? Yeah. Like. Like. I mean. I've never seen a gap that big. I mean. Yeah, that big. Exactly. Was she thin? Did she, <laughs> she did it? Did it just did it just catch her foot and somehow she fell between 
the ele- she you know like the it was open so you're in an elevator yeah. it's all open and i guess there's enough space in there for it to move that she got she must have fallen against the wall and got trapped uh-oh let's get a few more details and see if this can make sense um i'm going to throw it over to sydney to give us the whole news story take it away sydney news elevator end game from NBC 10 Boston. While trying to fit a seven foot long box weighing over 80 pounds into an elevator, a Boston University professor is believed to have triggered a switch that allowed the elevator to move without the door being closed. At the same time, the elevator was called to the basement. When the professor tried to reposition the box, it released the switch and the elevator stopped moving between floors. She unfortunately moved it again, triggering the fail-safe switch and the elevator descended again. This time, the woman got too close to the open elevator door and fell. Firefighters found her pinned between the shaft and the elevator, sadly ending her life. Oh man. And then how do you feel if you're the person in the basement that called the elevator? (laughs) I I mean, do you feel responsible in any way uh yeah i i would i just can't i can't imagine the what you would see in this situation i mean everything about it is horrific uh, yeah what she felt how what what the panic that was going through i mean i just it's soul wrenching right that's awful yeah yeah I, I i can't i mean that's when you think of all the ways that you might possibly die, you know, you think of obviously everyone thinks, oh, a heart attack or am I going to get cancer? Or, I'd like to die in my sleep. But no one thinks they're going to die in an elevator accident. Exactly. Nobody, thinks nobody, nobody thinks that. No. Well, um, I just it, it's one of those things that is hard to believe, like you said, that you could fall and get stuck in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that reminds me of a of a very similar story that happened actually not too long ago. Um, that was really awful, um, and it's it's uh, they have video of it, which makes it even more horrific because it was it happened at a mall. I don't know if you heard about this. It was maybe a, a two years ago, and it was a woman, and she was holding a, either a child or a baby. I can't remember, but they, it was at the top of an escalator. Oh. And you know when you get off an escalator, there's like that metal plate. Yeah. Where the where it goes under, where the where the escalator goes under the metal, yeah, yeah, more or less. So yeah, it goes it goes under, and then so that metal plate is is screwed in, and I guess it was it was not done properly, or somebody maintenance had not put it back properly, and it and it opened that metal plate, and the woman at the top of the elevator fell, got sucked in to the to where the gears are, and she was holding a child. She was holding a child, and she saves the child. She hands the child off to oh. uh, to a to a person. She hands the child off as she's getting sucked into the. It's 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 awful. It's awful, and because it's a mall, there's video of it. Oh, oh. So I, I mean, it that to me, I I mean that's probably as horrible as the elevator accident accident we're talking about. I, I mean that it's another place where I I wouldn't think you could be sucked into it but once again if you're trapped it the machinery keeps moving and so it will squish you in it's not going to stop is that the only safety i mean is the only safety measure that that somebody puts this 
this metal plate back on properly. And if, and if that's, you know, I mean, there was like one safety measure between her and an awful death. Oh my, have you, it's crazy. have you ever had anything weird like that happen between you and a, an escalator or an elevator? <laughs> I have not, but ever since this story, I I look at those metal plates at the top of the elevator, and I'm not I'm not uh, you know I got to say it gives me a little concern. Yeah, the, the escalator. <laughs> so you step over them as quickly as possible. I well, do. I, I, I do. Was, I want to make. I was on an old escalator. I don't know if you know in New York City, you know the original Macy's. They had they had an old escalator for a long time. I don't know if it's been changed out, but at the time I was going up it and luckily I was holding on, had was holding on and it just suddenly stopped and everybody on it got thrown back. Right. Cause uh, I mean, not terribly, oh, but yeah, uh, you know, you, you just suddenly got a jar that you weren't expecting and I was holding on. So I didn't fall, but, and now I'm thinking, well, I'll, it, it was an old escalator. Worst things could have happened. <laughs> Way worse. Oh, yeah. No. So, so that you see, see now you're bringing up this really interesting thing of, and I, and I'll tell. I mean, this even happened to me last night. So we have all these, all this technology in our lives, right? All this technology, and we trust it. We just trust that it's going to work. Yes. We trust that an elevator is going to work properly, and that it's not going to cut us off, you know, or grind us up, or <laughs> any of these horrible things. And so, I there's a there's a thing called an Instapot. Oh, um, that's, it's like a pressure cooker. Okay. And I love it because you can make, you can make things that take eight hours. You can make in, in 10, 20 minutes. Like it's amazing how this thing works, but it builds up pressure and it's this massive metal pot that builds up so much pressure that something that would normally take four hours to cook cooks in eight minutes. And then I thought to myself, I am totally trusting this pressure cooker which is like this metal <laughs> bomb sitting on my counter in the bomb. kitchen. And I it thought, really is. Yeah, totally. I thought, I thought if something malfunctions and this thing explodes, I mean, I don't know. Julie would come home to, to chili, chili con carne. <laughs> I love you. Well, th this is where you're very creative. And so your mind goes there. <laughs> it, it does. It does. It can. Yeah. They could morbidly go there, but but we do. We trust technology, and I I mean, on any given day, there's always something where I'm like, gosh, if this were to malfunction, it would be yeah. disastrous. Well, I had a, a hair dryer once blow up in my hand. You did? I did. I was blowing my hair, so I'm lucky it didn't blow out into my head or anything. But it it more like it was fire, so it it burned me really bad in here. You know? Wow. Yep. I have a friend who burned off her eyebrows because she was lighting her stove and the, and the, oh. and the, um, the, it, you know, when the gas doesn't ignite, yeah. it starts to fill, it starts to fill the air with gas. And so she was like, and then whoosh, and it burned her eyebrows off. Again, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a somewhat happy ending to that story because you're like, okay, it's just my eyebrows. Yeah. But, but it's still, it's, I don't know. Well, it's those daily things, I guess. That I mean, that's sort of the lesson learned from this tragic event is that we do need to take, to take a little bit more care because machinery fails. Sure, you know. But then, but but then, who knew? I mean, I didn't know that there's some switch in the top of the elevator that you're not supposed to be able to reach. But if you're Same moving here. a big box, you, never, you know, like never knew it. Well, and that's an old yeah. elevator, so who knows other elevators? <laughs> <laughs> how how weird they are. 
we've learned something and we're, we're going to be more careful going forward, right? <laughs> yeah, I, as careful as you can be, I, know. I guess, you, right? You can't get manic about it or... No, no. It's a nice balance between having a, a care about what you do and just living your life without going nuts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, you know, if, if, if I'm going to get blown up in a, in a uh, pressure cooker yeah. accident, then, you know. <laughs> you predicted it here. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> it won't happen, I'm sure. No. Now that you've talked no. about it, it can't happen. No. I'll probably die more likely from drinking cicada skin tea. That really, <laughs> you, you did stop drinking it after that, right? Um, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to answer that question. No, I, I, I'm sure I, could, I continue to drink it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Good, for, good on you. Well, you know, Chinese medicine's been around for thousands of years. So I figure, you know, they've been doing the cicada skin tea for a long time. Yeah. It's much better if you call it cicada and not cockroach. So there you go. Exactly. <laughs> We did it. We did it. Now we have we've created the very first ice scary uh, stories news uh, movie reviews podcast. Fantastic! I love it. I can't thank you enough for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. I look forward to doing another. Yes, we will. This is the start of something big, and I I'll definitely put some links in the description for people to find. Uh, some of your cat therapy uh, videos and whatever you'd want them to find and sure because they're just too fun gotta share all that good stuff fantastic cool we'll share it all awesome and thank you thank, thank you. you for being here we'll we'll be back again with some scary scary news stories fantastic and our take on them right yes <laughs> oh yeah okay guys that's the end of this episode be safe out there, but please come back to us for more scary stories. Everyone at iScary Podcast would like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us, and we hope you come back for another spooky episode. A huge shout out and all our thanks also goes to our newscaster, Sydney Story our announcer, Zach Mercer, and all our Step Into the Story actors, Grinnell Morris, Sydney Story, Zach Mercer, and an IA program we get from Speechalo. And we license our music and sound effects from Zapsplat. <laughs> Join us again, if you dare. The Ice Scary Podcast is produced by Wyatt Pashik and Ann Kimbrough. Copyright April 2021.